welcome in to the Cover 5 podcast. I am your host, Jordan Vanek. You can find me on Twitter at JordanVanekDFS. I'm always joined by my co-host, HiloFF on Twitter. And today we have a very special guest. His name is at the Coach A on Twitter. His name is Cody Alexander. He is the host of the Art of X show. He's written six books on defenses, how to install it, how to play it, how to be scheming things up. He's a coach, consultant, creator, and a finalist in the 2023 NFL Big Data Bowl. How are you doing today, Cody? Doing great. Glad to be here. Uh, so today we will be breaking down some cover for coverage. You'll hear it often as referred to as umbrella coverage or quarters coverage. You'll hear announcers talk about it. It's something that's become more popular because of the quarterback talent that we have in the league. And to kick it off, Cody, what is cover for coverage? Yeah, and and really quarters, the term quarters is kind of a loaded term. Um, I heard you say umbrella coverage, which is not really, if you talk to coaches, it's not really a coverage. It's just like you've got four guys. But what it, it makes sense in terms of a visual process of calling cover four and umbrella coverage, because what you're doing is you're taking your four DBs and you're capping all the receivers, essentially on both hashes, on both numbers, you're creating vertical columns. So to me, when we talk about cover four, and depending on who you talk to, quarters can mean a lot of different things. It can mean we're going to run a cover four system, and then we can also run palms, which is usually termed as kind of a cover two or a two read off of that. Or you have guys, especially that are more nuanced, are going to have a bunch of different tags within that. So they'll even have a different call for the way that they run cover two compared to the way that they run their quarters. Really, football comes down to geometry. So when you say cover four, I'm, I'm thinking visually a box. We've got a vertical column with the corner and the safety. Those are your cap defenders. You're going to have an overhang that's going to be pushing through two to the flat. And then you're going to have, if you have the three to your side, you're going to have the inside linebacker pushing to the hip of number two, working that vertical column. If you think about it, we just created a box. So that to me is at the most rudimentary level, that is what quarters is. And then from there, there's a bunch of different variations, techniques, and ways of teaching it. That is an excellent breakdown. I'll kick it off to Hilo to give you the, the next little question here. Yeah, so one of the things that I've seen a little bit more and more introduced in today's game is this idea of cover four press. Can you explain, like, because when somebody says cover four press to me, it it more mirrors from a pre-snap look what the quarterback is seeing, a little bit closer to a cover two kind of type coverage scheme. What are the big differences or intricacies with this idea of, like, cover four or quarters press? Yeah, so usually for press, there's usually two terms that are going to come around with it. You're going to get for lock or lock or some sort of a, a, a tag that's going to have that corner is going to take number one no matter what, right? So that would be what for lock is. The reason why you press is because you're eliminating route choices for the offense. So you're basically saying you have two route choices that you can run. You can run a slant or you can run a fade. And by me, a defensive coach, reducing those choices, I can now rep my corner in those choices. I also think press is a lot easier to teach than off man or off zone. Your eyes in off zone have to be on point. Your footwork has to be on point. And you have to understand departure speed, departure angle. There's a lot of different variations. So at the college level, what you see is a lot of press quarters. 
Now, what that does is now you can play the bracket off of the slot. And so that's mm -hmm. where the different variations of quarters comes off of, of that. There's a particular base of quarters where you have four locked. Then you have off of that, because you press the corner, now you can play bracket, which moves the nickel outside, the safety's inside. Off of that, you can run different variations of your brackets. Uh, the second part of that is what is called mess coverage or man except shallow, man except short, meaning that we are going to give the illusion of press. It's going to be a uh -huh. soft press. And so if you try and run underneath right now, I'm not going to chase you. I'm not locked on you. I'm now going to climb vertically through picking up trash. I tell the, I, you know, ride your rail is what I usually tell my corners. If we get, if we get a, a receiver underneath right now, ride your rail, meaning stay in your zone, looking for anything coming out. Cause normally if you get something going in, you're going to get something coming out. And those are two, two variations off of that, but it's all comes down to eliminating route choices for that receiver. That's actually interesting. Cause one of the plays that we'll be breaking down, we do have a cover four press look on one side of the field and it, it's clear it's a soft type of press. So if he would have broke inside, there's no way. Um, I think it might have been sauce. I don't yeah. know which of the corners is down. The Jets for sure. But uh, that's that's really interesting. That's fantastic breakdown on that. But what would you say is like the main goal is why a team would play cover four instead of cover one or even a cover two type of look? Yeah, so cover two, again, is a triangle coverage. So we had a box in quarters. Cover two is a triangle coverage. Most of the time at the NFL level, you're playing a zone cover two, meaning that anything to the flat that that corner is going to have to take. The quarters version or uh, what you would like the palms to read version of that, the corner and the safety are going to stay on the vertical releases of the receivers, and it's the underneath players that are going to then match. That's usually where you get into some trouble, and we'll, we'll have video of that where the flat defender doesn't push off of a three. So you've got to have that communication underneath. So to me, the reason why you run quarters is really the quarterback run game. Uh, and to also cap the cap the the receivers. You want DBs on receivers, and you want those vertical hooks on top of them. Basically, what I call a cap defender. You want them on top. And so, by placing a, a DB on top of a receiver, I've capped them. The other thing that quarters gives you is really you now have a way to layer the middle of the field. It's not. It this is not Madden. Right. And the problem with the problem with Madden and, and is that everything is like on a, a halo somewhere. Right. And you are kind of like locked into this zone. And so what happens is when people equate what is quarters to what is cover two, they think of the zones in Madden. And that's a great place to start. But it's a little bit more nuanced than that. But you essentially are getting nine eyes on the box. So both of your corners are going to be working the outside receivers that's kind of a given that's what they signed up for that's what they get paid to do but everybody else is essentially looking at uh the quarterback and i think it's one of the interesting things about this if you go and look at the 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 analytics of this the patriots are not a big quarters team he prefers cover one and cover two off of that at bell belichick when he played lamar jackson he plays quarters he doesn't play cover two because your your primary your your supporters on the outside they're they're deep now right and so your primary support defenders are way outside so you can get oversplit and you have a problem doing that quarters is essentially what you would call a quarterback run killer like that's what it's designed for you don't if you go cover one 
your quarterback player could be sitting 20 yards deep in the middle of the field. And that's bad. You don't want that. So uh, especially you playing some of these more mobile quarterbacks, now you go out. And it also goes with what a lot of teams are starting to do now. The NFL is still a cover three league. That's not and, and that's not going to change. Uh, that's going to stay the same. But what quarters inherently is is weak rotation, and that's where you're seeing a lot of these teams marry. Is weak rotation means I'm going away from the nickel, I'm going away from the passing strength, and you can able you can play with your safety leverage, and it meshes really well, and it's even more confusing for the for the quarterbacks because they don't really know if you're playing cover three or if you're playing quarters because they can look and function at the same time. Fantastic breakdown. I was about to bring up the point that I remember Lamar Jackson saw the most quarters, which I thought was interesting just because of my idea of how the coverage gets played at the time. And now that you've explained it, that does make sense. They have more more eyes on the backfield. And I've noticed that against man coverage, I think cover two man in particular, Jalen Hurts just runs. <laughs> he, he absolutely loves running against man coverage because once he sees those DBs turn their backs, he's yeah. yelling. <laughs> well, and, and to relate that back to you, there's there's different families within these zone coverages. So you have true zone, which is Madden. OK, I'll just we'll just make it really simple. It's yeah. just like Madden. You just get to a spot. If somebody you're reading, it's all vision. Right. So you'll hear the term vision quarters. We play vision quarters, which means I don't really guard receivers. Uh, and we let the we let the quarterback and where he's going to take us there. Then you have what is zone match, meaning that the DBs are probably going to take Anything vertical, it's going to turn man-to-man at the DB level. But underneath, we are going to match, carry, deliver the guy next to us off of an indicator. From that, you have man-match, which is what a lot of NFL teams run. This has really been famous uh, with the Saban system, the cover seven system. If you if you are kind of like a nerd into football, cover seven, you've probably heard of it. Rip, Liz, match, how does that all right? The issue is, is that at the end of the day, if you send people vertical, it turns into man coverage. And so when you have a, a something like two man, you are going to get killed off of the quarterback run game because you don't have those extra players that are having eyes on the quarterback. They're both deep and everybody's running vertical columns with their back turned to the quarterback. And that's why if you ever look historically, Saban struggles against running quarterbacks. That's why, because a lot of that stuff is man match. And so it plays out uh, like two man. It is not two man. If you say it's two man, you're going to get killed by all the Twitter trolls, but it, it plays out like that. Yeah. Uh, and so that is kind of where I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, two man, you don't run two man against a running quarterback or you're going to get smoked. Yeah. I still see Jalen Hyatt uh, getting man coverage on some of our safeties and just scoring repeatedly because <laughs> it's Helmus uh, wasn't able to keep up with that type of speed before we get into some of the play breakdowns. Is there any other questions that you have Hilo? Yeah. I want to talk about linebacker responsibilities out of quarters. Um, you, especially in today's NFL, where we see an increased rate of 11 personnel, we see an increased rate of wide receivers who are capable of basically settling in behind the linebacker unit, getting those hip rub routes. Um, talk to me a little bit about the linebacker responsibilities out of quarters as it pertains to kind of tight ends, slot wide receivers and against the run. So quarters is an even coverage, even though, there are seven people in it. So what I mean by even is it's leveraged on both sides evenly. There's a triangle on both sides. The mic is the middle guy. And the way that you explain it is if you can count to three, you can play quarters because that's where the, the, the offense can only send five guys out. So uh -huh. there's always a midpoint, right? If I can identify that midpoint, then I know where the push is coming from. 
So in the in the shotgun offense, wherever if it's two by two and I have a running back, wherever he's at, that's the push side. So I yeah. have to give a push alert, meaning that that overhang and that mic have to work together on that side. If we get a push to the flat, the overhang will take it, and then the mic has to find the new three. So once these receivers cross, they change their numbers. Uh-huh. So that, to me, at, at that level, you have to understand where is the push. And then if I'm opposite, I have take back. That's where that deliver and that's where that take back comes from. That's one of the most under taught things in football that guys just don't understand is that I can't let someone cross my face to the middle of the field if the push is away from me uh-huh. because there's nobody there. So the best way the best way to look at that is out of empty. So if I get an empty formation and I'm to the two receiver side, I have to take that guy back through the middle of the field because the mic is pushed out by three just automatically because you have a three receiver side over there. So the linebackers really have to understand match, carry, deliver. Match means I'm matching my man, right? I'm, 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 I'm carrying him vertical and then I'm delivering him back to the next guy. Now you can tell, obviously, if it's a shallow route and that guy's literally trying to get under you, you give an under call, you alert the next man over, understanding that I still have to cap that and deliver that to the next man. The other thing is the vertical hooks, especially you talked about having a tight end or a two back or any kind of like Y off, you know, the NBA offense. Usually they're fitting off of the indicator, which is going to be the tight end. A lot of these, Mm -hmm. a lot of these NFL defenses function a lot of like these high level power five defenses like Georgia and Alabama and all that. And they're fitting off of the indicator. So if the tight end crosses their face, they're going to move with that tight end because that's usually where in split zone counter insert that's where the ball is going and so they'll be moving with that once they identify that it's play action that's when you see those vertical columns you have to get vertical across so that you can cut anything deep coming across a lot of linebackers and there's a reason why the nfl uses so much pre-snap motion it's the same reason why you see it at the, the college level it's eye candy getting your eyes in the wrong spot getting you to bite down on things because they're running things underneath of you a really good example of this is like in the way that teams have, have solved this issue it's kind of creating a quarter like structure and reading it so if a running back pushes flat right now they're usually going to get an underneath route behind it it's not you're not going to get a deep route behind that because you just push that guy out. They're going to try and hit you in the void. If the running back goes through the line or hits play action and he just he just sets up to block, they're trying to get your vision down so that you will come down on top of that running back and they're going to throw the deep cross right behind you. So this is where like the Fangio sight read stuff comes in out of his cover three, his weak rotation cover three, how they can play quarters, even though they're playing cover three. It's a good way of doing that. But going back to the linebackers, it's understanding in my bait route or are they trying to run somebody behind me, getting depth, understanding match, create deliver and understanding where my help is and where my help is not. That's, Fantastic breakdown because I see uh, Mike McDaniel, the, the crossing routes were just killing teams uh, this past season. He was able, I mean, from the Shanahan scheme of getting their eye candy, the play action, the way that they move some of those blockers, it's it creates a lot of confusion. And people are like, how did Tyreek Hill get wide open? Well, someone fell for something that they were not supposed to. And I think your breakdowns definitely give people the idea of, it's NFL is not as black and white as people kind of make it out to be. It's there's a lot of things that go into every single snap and you need 11 guys all on the same page with what they're trying to do. 
Well, and that goes back to to why it's quarter, why is quarters growing in popularity? You go back to 2018, and I think uh, PFF had it at like there was only like 1800, 1800 snaps come total that they had even they had even counted. You fast forward five years, and we're at we're at uh, 4500. Yeah. We're we're closing in, and probably this year we'll probably see almost 5,000 snaps of it. So you have teams like the Jets that are completely running almost 75% quarters. Yeah. Doing things out of it. So, but creating different looks out of it so that you can't really tell whether they're running quarters or whether they're running cover three and what the match is. And then using the different tools, I call them safety spokes, putting the safety. Usually it's the weak side safety where, where you want them, but it goes back to the crossing routes. Leverage is key in cover three. Everybody's down along the line of scrimmage. So if you don't get a vertical push, and that's why they always send some sort of a shallow or a flat, something something underneath of it to get everybody kind of cleared out, and then we're going to run behind. But if I play four, if I play quarters, I have a safety leveraged opposite of that crossing route, and I'm better, I'm better to likely, or I'm more likely to cut that off with quarters than I am if I'm just running traditional cover three. That makes sense. And you mentioned the Jets running plenty of quarters coverage. So let's get into our first play that we're going to be breaking down because it is the New York Jets. Uh, Robert Sala, his cover four scheme. Um, this is a play I picked highlight plays, whether it was a touchdown or interception, something like that, so that anybody can go through YouTube and find the exact play to follow along with what we were breaking down. In this in particular play, Lamar Jackson throws a 55-yard touchdown to Rashad Bateman. And it's clear that LaMarcus Joyner is the reason for us. But to start it off, from the pre-snap, what would you say is the responsibility starting from, like, Sauce Gardner at the top of the uh, screen on Rashad Bateman and LaMarcus Joyner? Um, since those two guys are paying attention to Bateman slash uh, Mark Andrews on that side of the field. Yeah, so this is called a reduction route. Uh, it's a it's a dirty reduction, meaning that uh, from the naked eye, you're like, wait, they're not they're not like two yards away from each other. But what they've done is, if you if you were to put the ball in the middle of the field, everybody would be in between the numbers. So mm-hmm. that that to me is a reduction. So if I'm if I'm sauce, I'm telling the safety right now, hey, alert the over route right here. Something's coming back inside. I'm either he's either going to run a post or he's going to run across the field, meaning that we're probably going to get a vertical route crossing route from the other side. Uh, so we should have the safety to the single receiver side, understanding I probably need to leverage that hash. I don't need to go outside, which is exactly what he does in this. And I, I think I have an idea why. On to the two receiver side, we need to now be, hey, we're either getting a switch right off the bat, so we don't need to match this hard. We need to more or less zone it or what I call rail it meaning stay on your rails. And, and the way that I liken it to when I teach this to kids is a train can't go off the rails. It has to stay on the track. So I want to stay on my track so that that inside safety, that safety needs to pack into the hash, expecting something coming to him. And the corner needs to stay right on the out, the, the bottom of the numbers, staying outside. We're going to get something. I, I think of it like bowling uh, with the bumpers on, the safety bumpers. Yeah. The bowling ball, which is the receiver, is going to end up to one one of our sides. We need to be able to collect it when that happens. Uh, we should have a uh, we should have a push alert to the to the bottom or to the top. The nickel is obviously going to be to the passing strength, so he's going to he's going to wall two push to the flat, and then the two linebackers are going to have to divvy out the tight end and the running back. This makes some sense. And the next part of this, they motion uh, Patrick Ricard during the snap of the ball. 
And then you have Rashard Bateman takes in inside release. And this is where I think the safety or Marcus Joyner just <laughs> no clue why he's jumping so far out of the hash. <laughs> I think this is your terminology of not staying in line with uh, the bumpers here. I think it's clear that he is uh, making the big mistake of Bateman taking an inside release because Sauce looks like he's perfectly positioned for what's coming and still focused in on any type of crossing route that might be coming from Demarcus Robinson or anybody else, which they look like they're in max protect because they're just running two routes. Yeah, so the motion right now is going to make a 21 personnel look. And why is that important? So Joiner should be the high safety. He has a direct vertical threat in the tight end, so he should actually stay high. Uh, the other safety, number three, he should be the one, and he's actually doing a good job. He sees the motion going across, so he knows I need to work into the middle of the field. Mm -hmm. I can turn my back, understanding that the corner is going to bring, if it is a post route or if it is something, it's going to bring it to me. I'm actually, think of it like I'm getting a head start. So I'm already getting a head start if he were to go out. What I think happens with the safety is he sees the sprint out, and so he, he assumes, all right, they're pushing the field. I'm going to start working with it. I'm going to get a sail route here. I'm going to get a deep comeback. They're running an inverted corner, inverted sail, meaning it works inside and then breaks back out. He's trying to get on top of that. So you have sauce underneath it. We're going to create a cone action, meaning that we're going to double. I think that's what happens. The problem is they run a Yankee concept, and so you end up getting a post with a deep cross, uh, which is typically a cover three beater. But because of the way that he didn't stay high, which is what he was supposed to do, he ends up getting out leveraged and now uh, essentially cuts off Sauce Gardner uh, for for what is a touchdown. And this is just this is too easy. So you get the half roll. You see that you get the half roll, all that yeah. space. The low safety is not going to have a chance uh, <laughs> yeah. to get there. That's not his job. Yeah. So that's when that's when you see it go. Yeah, I think Sauce. Go back is. one. Go back one. Yeah, and look at Joiner's hips. They're just now turning. That's Lamar Jackson just like licking his chops right now. Yeah, because oh, yeah. I mean he's got all day to throw this. Obviously, yeah. they max protected. They went opposite side. There's nothing Slaw could do from uh bring any type of blitz. There's no way they're gonna get there. And then obviously once Bateman made this cut, it was just easy. <laughs> like, yeah, really, I, he was coming too. In a perfect world, the way that this plays out is that. If, if he would have kept going on the deep cross, Sauce would fall off to ensure that it got there. You would have a safety on top of it. The corner would slough off. And then you should have a safety on top of that post route. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's just not that's just not what happened. He worked outside thinking that it was going to go to the sideline. Then he guessed wrong. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And obviously, just to finish off the play here, this one ends up being six. No, nobody's business. It's real simple, but now this one is uh, Lamar Jackson throwing interception against the same type of coverage. I think this was just Lamar not being a little gun shy, not putting it all the way out there for his guy to actually run underneath it. But this is what was labeled as quarters through uh, true media and pre-snap. I can't tell. <laughs> this is uh, yeah, quarters here. this is what I brought up earlier um, with this like uh, offset cover four press look like pre-snap it looks an awful lot like a cover two man coverage kind of look from a quarterback's perspective pre-snap uh, and that's why i was kind of asked that question uh at the beginning there 
um, kind of the, the nuanced differences of, of what a quarterback is seeing here. Yeah, so you can you can tell it's going to be quarters because of Sauce Gardner. He's actually off and inside. If he okay. was going to be if it was going to be cover two, he would actually have an outside alignment, especially outside leverage. It, yeah, especially with him reduced into the middle of the numbers. Um, you can see on the other side that he is outside, but uh, to the top he is outside. But that's because he's playing a real soft press, and he's playing he's playing the fade right here first he's going to say i'm going to take the fade if you run inside i've got a linebacker who's going to play who's going to yeah. play the slant route and, and usually too they're trying you can tell you can tell a little bit by the safeties the this is the beauty of the too high shell is that it's a static picture almost every snap it looks yeah. the same almost every snap so to the to the untrained eye you can really get it to where it, everything looks like, oh, this is going to be cover two, or, oh, this is just going to be quarters, or, oh, it's just going to be this. And then they can really play with it like that. And that's why I like it. I prefer it like that because when you have an OC in the box and every single snap he's looking at, or on film, every single snap he's looking at, it's everything is pre-snap. I'm not giving them a gift. That's the whole big thing with the quarters defense really is we're capping everything we're covering down on everything. We're going to force everything deep and outside. I'm not going to give up a gift. I'm not going to give up fatals. I'm not going to let you go ahead and check into something that's going to kill us, right? So that's kind of what that is. It's that top-down, bend-but-don't-break mentality. So with the top of the route here, the cornerback that is opposite of Sauce, he's playing the fade, like he's giving everything inside – is this one of those scenarios where he's like the off press where if that guy goes inside, he's not even train following him one bit. He's staying to that, like, I guess, outside boundary type situation outside the numbers, just backpedaling and seeing what likely does from the slot or if the running back maybe uh, funnels out from the to the flats. Right. If the running back were to go out, then you would actually you would you would be OK because that linebacker is going to work through that slant window. So okay. you really can overplay it right there. Also with that, the two is really close to the box. So I'm thinking more or less maybe a fade out. I'm okay. thinking something where either two's going across right now and I'm, I'm getting the fade or a comeback where they're running shallow. Because um, if you look, the tight end is on the ball on the other side. So I'm thinking, uh-huh. okay, he's yeah. he, I'm getting the dig from the tight end. I'm getting the shallow from number two. So they're they're tight together. Uh, they're about within five yards of the box. So I'm thinking I'm thinking mesh. I'm thinking shallow, which again is dig dig with a, a shallow underneath of it. It's an air raid concept. I mean, it's West Coast. It's it's all kind of the same. So I'm thinking right now I'm I'm getting some sort of a vertical. I can overplay the outside, knowing that I've got a safety that's deep. So if he does run a post route, to say it's he's going to catch it the safety's eyes, and that that shallow is actually going to take him to the post. So that's why. I can overplay that. I can overplay that fade right here, understanding kind of where my leverage is and, and where the coverage is going. Yeah, and that's the exact <laughs> route that he decides to run. He decides to give that fade, and he doesn't push him to the boundary um, that well. Where I think Lamar lets go of this ball, where I think if Lamar puts it, you know, down towards the sidelines, it's either an incompletion or just uh, you know big catch. But he kind of underthrows it. <laughs> You can see the receiver here get a step on him, and then uh, number four makes an unbelievable play on the ball here. But this is just simple. He's running a fade. This is where the linebackers communicated well to go for the underneath stuff. 
guess Lamar could have went outside here, but he's already willing. The vision brought sauce inside. So usually, especially when you're playing off quarters, I can see you out of my periphery. If you run an out route and the quarterback's looking the other way, I'm not, I don't need to expand on that. Okay. I'm just going to sit. Cause if he does check back, he's going to check back to that snag. Yeah. Got you. So this play ended up in a interception. Do you have anything you would like to ask from this one? Hilo? No, I think uh, the, I mean, that was very enlightening, but my major question was the, the nuances of the pre-snap look between quarters and, and quarters press or cover four press and cover two. And if you go back to the very beginning of this, so you, the other thing with the corner is he's got the three and the five. So the uh, talking on the D line, he's got the three and the five. So that the linebacker to the running back is actually not in the fit at all. So he's going to push out to all automatically. So what that tells me as a corner again, uh, and this is why I always tell corners need to understand where your overhang is. And is he in the fit out of the fit? All that stuff does matter, especially at this level, because now he knows he's going to push. So I can be really soft and play on that fade route. The only thing I would tell that corner if we were watching film is that you have to press that hip. I like him in the low hip because that's where the back shoulder fade is coming. I like it in the low hip. You want him to moonshot that ball. Uh, but yeah, you, you kind of nailed it. He's got to press in that hip. And he's got to, he's got to get him past that red line, which the red line is an imaginary line. If you've ever been on a uh, high school field that has a soccer, soccer uh, p- lines painted on it, it's the edges of the goal box, goalie box. So that right there, if you were to draw a line all the way down, a lot of a lot of teams will have a red line at their practice fields, and that's mm-hmm. a fade line. You want to push the receiver out of that. That means he doesn't have any. That means he doesn't have any room. That makes that's that's exactly that's a good breakdown. I didn't know about that uh, red line. I've always wondered why uh, some some teams practice facilities have that. I think Miami Dolphins' new one has it. Um, I'll be sure to be looking for that and be like, Hey, I know what that actually means. <laughs> <laughs> Learning something new, but, um, last one we're going to break down. Cause again, this was a very new jets defense, uh, with sauce Gardner coming in, being able to do a lot of different things. And then in week 14, they gave a cover four look to Josh Allen is throughout the season. This is, I think just great play design. And I don't really know who's at fault here. So, Breaking this one down, um, it's the Dawson Knox touchdown right before halftime. There's like 26 seconds left in the half. And I think from pre-snap, you can tell it's some variation. It's too high shell. Like, it's very clear they're not disguising it. And as the snap happens, they motion in Dawson Knox. You see Sauce and him come in. Uh, Diggs runs a clear route, and Knox runs in behind it. Is this technically, I guess, Sauce's responsibility here? It's actually on the linebacker. So there's three okay. levels. There's three levels to this. They're running smash concepts. Okay. So this is really just a three-man bunch concept where they're they're trailing in. They're kind of getting an inverted sail, and then I'm running a post route. So we're getting a switch concept, and then we're then we're pushing you out. The linebacker doesn't need to nail down on this running back. He needs to flip his hips and expand. That's why it's called a sail technique. Like you open yourself up like a wind, like to the wind and sail back. Uh, so this makes sense to me because they ran this to the linebacker side, knowing that he's going to take that back and nail down. And then Knox is just going to have to spot up because the, the corner and the safety are working uh, essentially off of that. What you don't want is sauce to nail down 
on that and then expose the safety to a post corner because you don't you don't want that. Uh, so you want those two DBs to stay vertical. The mic needs to go press the hip and knocks and really define that route. But it's really on that outside linebacker taking the bait. I always tell my guys and like when I talk to coaches all the time, you got to we call it a cough technique, curl over flat. I've got to hold the intermediate before I take the flat. Force them to throw a negative throw. Force them to throw a throw that's, uh, I mean, if you look at where the running back is right now, he's even with the line of scrimmage. I don't want to nail down on that. I want to stay vertical and watch. If Knox were to just the spot up or to work back inside like they run a scissors concept, then I would then nail down on that. But right now, I need to create a box. I need to get vertical through. And so what ends up happening is this is a great play call. Like you said, great play design. Mike is doing his exact job. He's walling that. He's built his wall. You look at and you have both of the DBs are doubling. This is what I call bumpers, right? This is a great example. When you, when you showed me this, this is exactly what we call rail it. So I'm working my inside vertical as safety. I'm working my outside vertical as corner. Wherever that receiver goes, we're going to lock on top of it. But you can see the backer, he turns really late to see that. And he kind of points and he's like, oh, crap. Why are you not going with that guy? <laughs> when really, if he would have just expanded and got to about the stick depth, so about 10 yards, 7, 8, 10 yards, he would have been right in that window and it would have, he would have been able to see that with time where when Allen sees that you have that covered he flips his hips to throw it to the back he's the ball is going to bring me down I'm then able gonna I would hope he's an NFL player he should be able to plant and drive and, and close in that five yards and be able to make that tackle for maybe a two-yard gain so instead we have a throw that is looks into the intermediate nobody's around him it looks like busted coverage but really it's just technique by the linebacker that's interesting. And it's also cool to see just the imaginary box right here. It looks like <laughs> they got yes. the box. They just uh, a little too big of a box for them to put this one in. Hilo, do you have any questions on this one? No, this was what prompted my linebacker question. For yeah, so <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I was like yeah. the linebacker. So, I mean, and also 20 seconds or 26 seconds left in the half. You, you're begging them to throw this. Yeah. Like they're already in field goal range. You do not want to give up anything over the middle of the field and then Knox just bulldozes his way in. I decided to keep that part, part <laughs> of the thing just because he, uh, he he got there big. But now going forward to, you know, a guy that's taking over as a defensive coordinator, Vic Banjo is joining the Miami Dolphins. Um, he doesn't run a ton of quarters from what I was previously known, but he does run it at some capacity, especially against some of the guys like Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, which – in the AFC, with the way that their running quarterbacks are, he's probably going to have to run ton, plenty of it against some Josh Allen. So what would you say is like a difference between Vangio or Salah? Or is it very similar concepts? It's just different personnel groupings. Well, Fangio will really, and, and again, I don't like to use always and never, but yeah. Fangio will really only run quarters to two by two sets. So he would run quarters to this. Okay, so the Chiefs that. probably know that. And so that's why you get two by two when they want quarters. Uh, so he calls it quads. Otherwise, if you give them three by one or you get into uh, two back or 11 personnel, that's when he that's when that uh, cover eight, he calls it cover eight. Most traditionally people call it cover six. Non-Saban guys will call it cover six, quarter, quarter, half. 
uh, he actually has a system to where he can put the cover two side to wherever he wants. If they want to stuff a receiver, they can put it to the single receiver side. If they want it to go to the passing strength, or if they get two by two like this, this is a four open 10 personnel two by two, they will call that quads. So that's how his system works. What Saul is trying to do is literally just run quarters. There's no cover two scheme within it. It's just quarters, uh, kind of like if you if you watch Big Ten, it's what Iowa runs for three quarters. They are obviously – I think the Jets are way more nuanced than that. They have a bunch of different tags to get the safeties into different spots uh, and mm-hmm. to accelerate reads uh, for, for the DBs. Um, but this is going to be pure – this is Fangio quads. You got in two-by-two, two, we have our, our uh, eight called, nickel eight, which is probably what this is. And so eight in his terms is going to be his cover two with quarters away. It's, so it's going to be half quarter quarter, depending on where they want it. And this will be a quads check. They're probably all yelling quads, quads or signaling quads, whatever that is. So you're going to get cover four on both sides. So in this play, it's week 18. It's Patrick Mahomes. One of the things that I, in 2021 that he did towards the end of the season, you saw a lot of was check it down. Uh, trust McKinnon out of the backfield, kind of get things just as simple throws because teams with Tyreek and uh, did not want them throwing deep anymore. They're just sick of it. It's what wasn't there for him pretty much all that season. And in this particular play, it looks so simple. <laughs> uh, whose responsibility is it to cover McKinnon out of the backfield here? Like, oh, this is where the cough technique gets you in trouble is when you overcoach it or you over rely on, hey, we really want to carry verticals and we'll only take, you know, we're not going to, this is a hundred percent didn't get a push call. So the nickel is not paying attention. He should have, especially with an inside release by 17, you see the running back flash vertical. He should be working back towards the sideline and over top of this. So what ends up happening is he locks on. If you look at it, we have three people on top of this. We even have a safety. If you, we're going to get a drive route, a drive concept out of the stack to, to away from the nickel, meaning that we're going to get a dig with a shallow cross. So they're actually going to bring everybody to the middle of the field. The nickel could easily push out, uh, and kind of make it a lot easier on himself. Instead, he locks on to two as he goes vertical. Maybe they really, they felt like they had a trend. I thought the Chiefs did such an excellent job on the back half. And then obviously all the way through the Super Bowl of self-scouting and making uh, same things run completely different. Teams got confused. I mean, the Eagles game plan, getting into stacks, they knew they were going to get the safety down. They got their one-on-ones. That's how they were able to get their one-on-ones. They used the pop motion with the return to get them to slingshot. And then now, I mean, they what, the two touchdowns they had, literally nobody was going to touch the guy. So I thought the Chiefs yeah. did a great job of taking advantage of it. This is one of those two where the Broncos just latch on to a guy. You should have had a push call. It should This should look like a box. You should have the nickel around the numbers on top, reading the quarterback, uh, the safety, I would like him to be a little bit more uh, on a on a on a top of the the DB in case it were to break out because he would be in charge of that. You can't let the nickel the nickel should be underneath anything that pushes out deep in, in that sail technique that I was talking about. So you should have a sail technique right here working working towards the sideline. Let the ball bring you down. That makes that's fantastic. And obviously, just to play out the play, McKinnon catches the ball here. 
And then it, this guy tries to drive down on it, but uh, just <laughs> 15 <absolutely>. yards. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's one of those things like you can't, you can tr- attempt to replicate a 15 yard tackle. The problem is in practice, like especially at the NFL, you're not going to have guys running 15 yards at each other. You yeah. know, even at the high school level, you drop it all the way down. You're not, you're, you're accelerating those reads. You're putting people five, maybe seven, maybe 10 away but it's not if you're doing 10 it's not a full speed so it's so hard to replicate that especially versus an elite athlete like an nfl football player uh so yeah it it just yeah had he had been able to zone over top of it he probably would have been a little bit better but again this is just a you go back to taking what the defense gives you not taking that that's when not taking the bait kind of gets you into some trouble yeah um, so yeah. now this ends up being a simple touchdown for uh mckinnon and the last one is a uh, – it's definitely lucky. This one, pre-snap, this looks like – sometimes I see team, defenses still communicating and quarterbacks just kind of sitting there. I can't even imagine what's going through Herbert's mind just looking at this. <laughs> like, it does not look – like, I always like, oh, let's rush. Let's get them while they're trying to communicate. Let's get into our play. But in this one, I'm like, yeah, no, this makes sense to wait before they set themselves up, which they ended up – basically showing some sort of quarters it i mean pre-snap it looks like a box <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is dime too so you can see yeah. it here. they're really so what they're figuring here is that you're going to run mesh or that you're going to run vertical switches off of this and so we're just going to going to go ahead and stay in quarters we're not going to let you manipulate or bring our eyes down we're going to keep the dbs deep it's third and long as well and so uh, you got to have to know cover two is not always a great coverage, especially if it's a long yarded situation, because you can really get manipulated coaches and probably fans don't understand. It's like you can't, you can't overcoach things. And a lot of times players, you would love for them to understand that it's third and long, but unless you're giving some sort of an indicator and everybody's kind of on the same page, you can get that where the guy see somebody flash to the flat. I nailed down it. Oh crap. It's third and long. They just ran the sticks behind me. So the best way to make sure that everybody's kind of on the same page is to just, Hey, we're going to run quads right here. We're going to run quarters. Uh, everybody just kind of sit in your zone, let the underneath play out and just keep everything in front of you so we can attack it. So with these, like um, this, particular formation it's balanced it's tight um why would these corners be it looks like they're giving inside leverage here uh is that in particular just because of the mesh concepts like do you yeah. think that's just what you're not you should running be doing slant. Here? okay you're not running slam right here uh, especially on third and long you're not gonna run slant so they're 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 basically treating it like a bunch in fact the to the uh running back side this is what you would call a dirty bunch a lot of people uh if you don't if you're not uh paying attention would not count that as a bunch. I would actually count that as a bunch. You okay. have three receivers tight. Um, they've created a bunch. This is what you would call a dirty formation. And this is one of the things, this has been a big trend in the past, really past five years is offenses learning your bunch rules, playing to see, will you identify this as a bunch? Will you identify this as regular coverage and trying to see that that's why he gets outside is because he knows somebody's going to push to the flat. So you do have your box and what they're, what they're saying is you're not going to be able to just quickly leverage us outside with a quick pass or anything like that. So then maybe they can hit the edge really quickly. So that's why if you see both the nickel, the nickel is usually going to be to the running back. The dime is going to be away. So you, they have six DBs on the field 
And so you're mm-hmm. going to have uh, on the uh, on the top side again. He's kind of almost in between, and he's going to funnel everything to the safeties who are going to sit on the hash, and then the corners are going to build off the numbers. Yeah. And then. So here we go. There's your vertical push to the top. You can see that they're working vertically through. You can see that the corner's waiting for the outbreak. That's why he's turning back to the sideline and the safety's turning to it, but ready to collect anything that comes inside. Yeah. See, there you go. You have your vertical switch right there. I think my audio might be a little messed up. I'm not sure why I'm double hearing myself right now. It's better now. Okay, good. Um, so in this particular play, um, I think they played it perfectly. <laughs> I think the only type of spot that he could even bother going to is Keenan Allen underneath here, but even this defensive back can drive down on this. And also linebacker, you're trusting on third down, and I think it's 10 or 8 here, then he can make this tackle. But Justin Herbert just gets outside the pocket. I still don't know. I don't know why Keenan Allen cut off this route. <laughs> I feel like he should just be flowing with his quarterback, but he stops. I'm sure Herbert wasn't exactly too thrilled in the moment for that one. And then Herbert just makes a goal line throw to just hope to get there. And Jared Cook ends up coming out with a touchdown. But I think this is just an unfortunate circumstance of not batting the ball down here. You guys have a box. It's one def- or one player that's even making a play on the ball. You got to be able to come down, knock that one away. But Cody, that is all I had for today or in for this particular episode. Thank you so much for joining the Cover 5 podcast. And this breakdown of Cover 4 was phenomenal. I couldn't think it would go any better. I hope everybody that tunes in learns a little bit because I learned quite a bit. Hilo, do you have anything else that you would like to add? No, man. Appreciate you joining us. That was great. Yeah, thank you. I mean, look, quarters is I, – I love it. I live it. Um, <laughs> my favorite, obviously. Um, so anytime I can talk quarters – or in the NFL, I'm, I'm always down. So I appreciate the opportunity. Perfect. Well, that is all we have, guys. Hope you learned something. And tune in next week where me and Hilo will be ranking more and more secondary.